Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of What the Chell, your friendly neighborhood, non-misogynistic hockey podcast. We are your hostesses. I'm Haley. And I'm Natalia. And we have a lighthearted, fun, silly episode this week, which I think we can all agree is much needed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, last week's episode was quite the doozy, so thank you for sticking with us and coming back to listen to another episode this week. Yeah, I'm starting off with some NHL news. Rupe Hintz is killing it in the playoffs. We said he was our standout player to watch for the Dallas Stars in the first round, and he is certainly confirming why. Um, He had a whopping 11 points in the first five games of round one, and that means that he now leads the league in scoring for the playoffs so far. He also had his third three-point game of the series on Tuesday, and he currently holds the record for the most points in a single series by a Dallas Stars player in their franchise history. Yeah, like we said last week, scoring really comes at a premium in the playoffs, and it's obvious that he's going to be a key in providing that for the Stars, especially if they make it into the second round, because he's on fire right now, and we absolutely love to see it. Yeah. And um, Steven Stamkos and Austin Matthews made history by having the first fight between players who have had 60-goal seasons. And this was Matthews' first fight in his career as well, which is honestly kind of impressive. (laughs) Props to him for holding his cool for so long. (laughs) Yeah, right? And um, Jack Hughes became the first player in playoff history to score a penalty shot goal in his debut game, and he is now also the fourth player to have his first postseason goal come from a penalty shot. Nice. And we have some more NHL Global Series news. Since the league announced on Wednesday that they would be sending four teams to compete in Stockholm, Sweden in November. The four teams they're sending include the Detroit Red Wings, the Ottawa Senators, the Minnesota Wild, and the Toronto Maple Leafs. And I know this really has nothing to do with hockey, but as someone who really loves music, I thought it was really cool to see that the games will actually be played at Avicii Arena, which was named to honor the late Swedish DJ Avicii. And um, he passed away in 2018, but I thought that was super cool. That is. little fun fact. Yeah, I love a good fun fact. <laughs> And finally, for our NHL news, the draft lottery is just under two weeks away on May 8th, which is so, so soon. Um, I don't know about you, but it definitely snuck up on me. (laughs) Me too. Um, But we are both so excited and relatively nervous to see which teams will snag the first 16 picks of the draft. And we also want to see what the Ducks' fate ultimately ends up being. Um, Is it rigged? Probably, definitely. (laughs) Um, But the Ducks are supposed to have the best odds, so we're holding our breath anyways. And quick little shameless self-promo, if you need a (laughs) reference guide of all the important dates that are coming up in the NHL within the next couple of months, check out the graphic we created on our Instagram at whatthechellpod. Love the shameless plug. (laughs) Would not be us if you didn't do that. (laughs) Okay, moving on to a little bit of IIHF news. The preliminary rounds of the IIHF U18 Men's World Championship wrapped up on April 25th, and the quarterfinals are literally going on as we speak, so we'll update you on the results of that on our next episode. Um, But we do have a face-off between Team USA and Team Czechia, as well as Finland versus Slovakia, Uh, Canada versus Switzerland and Sweden versus Latvia. Sweden was undefeated in the preliminary round, so we'll see if they can maintain that record as the tournament continues. And moving on to some PHF news, 
The Premier Hockey Federation is talking about expansion again. Um, D.C., Chicago, and Ottawa are the current leading contenders for a new team. The women's hockey market is really growing because of just some grassroots efforts and some really awesome support. And so the league is looking to move from seven teams to eight teams through this expansion in the next season or two. And then they do want to further expand to up to 12 or 15 from there, um, which is super exciting. And we're really looking forward to seeing how the PHF continues to expand and women's hockey continues to grow. It's so awesome to see how much support they're getting and how they're expanding. And we just cannot wait, cannot wait to see how it goes. Yeah, it's going to be so fun. And a little bit of WTC news before we wrap up our news segment. There will actually be no new episode coming out next week because both of your girlies are going to be out of town. Um, Haley is going to Nashville to see our favorite girl, Taylor Swift. And (laughs) I'm on my way to Vegas for a quick little getaway as well. Um, But we do have plenty of fun things planned for once we're back. And we promise that they will be worth the wait. So stay tuned for that. Yeah. (laughs) Fun little travel for both of us. Very excited for you. (laughs) Oh, I'm so stoked to finally get to go to my era show. Y'all, I have been avoiding videos since the tour started. I obviously I've seen pictures of her outfits and I do kind of know the set list, but everything else is a complete surprise. And I'm just so excited to finally see what everyone's been talking about. (laughs) That takes some skill avoiding the videos because she's been on tour for a good chunk of time now. Yeah, it's it's not been easy, but I think it's going to (laughs) be so worth it. Especially with a friend like me who just constantly wants to talk about Taylor Swift. (laughs) (laughs) Really looking forward to that. All right, so we are going to move into our rambly bits and um, we know it, you know it. Last week's episode was information heavy. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> so this week, we just want to keep it light and get back to our silly little rambly hockey topics for you. Um, so we're going to be sharing our top five moments from round one of the playoffs, chat about the best of the best in commercials that we've seen so far, and then finally, we'll round it off with what is definitely turning into our weird food news segment of the podcast. (laughs) I don't think either of us expected that, and we genuinely would not share it if we didn't have to. Yeah. (laughs) For real. Okay, starting off with our rambly bits, here are our top five moments of round one in no particular order. Um, Starting out with the Kings, who in game one of the series scored a game-tying goal to force overtime with only 17 seconds remaining in the third period. They were literally trailing the game the entire night, but they somehow went on to win it in OT with a goal from Alex Iafalo. And listen, y'all, a King's win, specifically a King's comeback, would never be included in my top five playoff moments unless there was (laughs) a good reason for it. Um, But the fact that the Kings were playing incredibly, undeniably fun hockey to watch is the perfect reason, if you ask me. (laughs) Yeah, and... Anze Kopitar is such a skilled player who kind of flies under the radar. He's so underrated. Yeah, I, I'm i going to be honest. I hadn't heard of him until playoffs when he lucky, scored that lucky, goal. Lucky, lucky you. <laughs> um, but I think that he's just an incredible veteran presence for the Kings, especially during their playoff run this postseason. So, like, that was just so cool of him to just be able to pull that out for them. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like, he's kind of known for those gritty goals and – his game tying goal really wasn't all that pretty at all, but it was a perfect <laughs> example of how in a hockey game, specifically a playoff hockey game, it's really not over until it's over. Absolutely. Um, 
Like, the odds were really against the Kings. The Oilers and their fans were pretty much on the verge of celebrating their win. Um, But I think the thing that stood out to me the most was the fact that the Kings really showed their tenacity and they played till the final buzzer. And honestly, they won because of it. And that's playoff hockey at its finest, baby. (laughs) (laughs) That's like the kind of determination that I really look forward to watching every season, um, even when it comes from my rival team. Yeah, that was just incredible. I like that you said it was a gritty goal. Like, that's a great way to describe it. It wasn't pretty, but it was gritty. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. It wasn't pretty, but it was gritty. (laughs) Right. Our next moment in our top five comes from had to say it, comes from the Islanders. (laughs) Yay! (laughs) And even despite us having an Isles fan on this podcast, it was an incredible, incredible moment. Um, The Islanders broke a 79-year-old record for the fastest four goals scored by one team in the Stanley Cup playoffs. They scored those four goals in just two minutes and 18 seconds, and they went on to take a Game 3 victory against the Canes. Um, and just for the record, yes, I have become a Bandwagon Isles fan just for the duration of their playoff run, and that's it, because I do not need a third team to break my heart in the regular season. I honestly got a little bit excited that you might adopt the Islanders too, but I've also realized the fact that I've dragged you into being a Ducks fan already, and I think that's plenty of like hockey-related emotional damage for one girl. Yeah, I, I think I've put you through enough. I have the Ducks and the Caps. Like, I, I don't need more heartbreak, okay? That's plenty. <laughs> <laughs> okay, y'all. Um, we knew last time that we had a chat, the Islanders had not been giving me much to cheer about, um, but the tides have turned, and they're <laughs> finally unleashing the playoff Islanders I know and love. And I'm stoked. (laughs) It was like, it was just wild. Like, it was the wildest series of events with goals from Palmieri, Martin, Mayfield, and Lee. And two of those guys didn't even score that much during the regular season. Like, playoffs can really just bring out the best in players. Yeah, it's so awesome to see. I think when they really, really want it and they have their heart in it, like their play starts up leveling. Yeah. Um, And I think we mentioned it last week, but we really weren't expecting a high scoring series, especially with Auntie Ranta in that. And that's just not really the Islander system anyways. Um, But the Canes defense, which we also talked about last week, has been driving (laughs) me nuts (laughs) throughout this entire series. Um, so to see the boys score four so quickly was not only super unexpected, but it was just so incredible. Like, I don't think I've ever jumped off my couch and cheered so loud in my entire life. (laughs) I don't think my, like, just my neighborhood heard it. Like, I think the entire city where I live probably heard me (laughs) scream. I mean, Nat and I text constantly during playoff games. And during, like, hockey yeah. games in general. And the amount of times that I texted her, the yell I just yelled. <laughs> because <laughs> I was so hyped. I mean, to go from 1-1 to one to 5-1 to one in under three minutes is insane. Oh, it's insane. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. I mean, like, I won't lie, especially this series. Like, I've sometimes found myself wishing that I didn't have a team to watch in the playoffs. Because it'd be so nice to watch them without being invested But I will say that it's times like this that remind me how much fun it is to, like, see your team succeed like that. Yeah, for Um, sure. Like, the Islanders give me more than their fair share of anxiety. (laughs) Um, 
But I also love these dudes so much. So seeing four of them score so fast like that gave me enough serotonin to last me for a good while. (laughs) It was, wow. I mean, it was just quite the effort from them. Fingers crossed that we have a win on Friday. Yeah. Let's let's Like, will they push to the next round? It's possible. It's possible. Knock on wood. Yeah, right. We're holding out hope. (laughs) Exactly. Moving on to number three, the Leafs came back from a 4-1 deficit to win the game 5-4 in overtime in game four against the Lightning. Um, Guys, I'm fully on board the Leafs train, okay? I believe in them. Oh, no. (laughs) Had to have a bad pun. Oh, man. And, like, Austin Matthews really showed out in this game. He scored two goals in a row, and then Morgan Riley scored the tying goal, and then Kerfoot won it in overtime. And, like, all of that happened in third period in overtime. Like, it was not looking good for them at the beginning of the game, but I don't know what the coach did in the locker room during the second intermission. Something put some fire under their feet, and it's looking pretty damn good for them right now. Yeah, we love, like, a good come-from-behind win. There's Mm -hmm. been a good handful of those this playoffs, too. Yeah, for sure. Um, But, like, especially for the Leafs, who we all know I'm kind of, like, rooting extra hard for other than the (laughs) Islanders. Um, I have to say I know I didn't – because I know I have some Torontonians who are listening and going, nah, you're not a Leafs fan. But (laughs) I know I didn't choose them as my second team when I lived in Toronto when I had the opportunity to, but there will always be – a little soft spot in my heart for them. Oh. <laughs> um, and I also think it's really hilarious that they pulled like an Uno reverse card and um, totally switched up the entire narrative on the like it's it was 4-1 memes from the 2013 playoffs when they blew that 4-1 lead to the Boston Bruins in game seven of the Eastern Conference quarterfinals. Um, like I love that they're retiring all of these old memes and old jokes because it makes me hopeful about the like first round exit ones. Yeah. I honestly I was not a hockey fan in 2013, so I completely missed that and I wondered why like my whole Twitter timeline was it was 4 it was to four 1. To it was one. <laughs> like okay, yeah, it was, but why is literally everyone tweeting that? So that makes <laughs> a lot of sense. Now you know. <laughs> oh, and I Absolutely love the fact that the game-tying goal was scored by Morgan Riley because I love him for no reason besides the fact that he and Tessa Virtue are, like, together and they're just an adorable couple. Aw, we love that. So cute. (laughs) All right, our next moment in our top five moments um, comes from the Kraken. Uh, During game two against the Avs, Brandon Tanev blew a kiss to an Avs fan after scoring a shorthanded goal to go up two to nothing. Which, like, what an absolute icon. <laughs> and um, I thought it was actually pretty cool that the Avs fan it was directed at blew a kiss back to him. I was like, oh, that's cute. And, like, I would so honestly cute. just love to know what went through this man's mind before he decided to blow a kiss at an Avs fan. <laughs> no, I know. Like, we all know that Brandon Tanev is, like, the unhinged goofball of the league. Like, he already claimed that title, and he continues to claim it every year with those, like, hilarious headshots oh, of his. Oh, his headshots are so They're funny. They're so funny. His, like, I was reading an interview about, because um, I guess, like, the joke is that he saw a ghost okay and um they asked him about it and they were like he was like yeah like i did see a ghost i wasn't i wasn't pretending (laughs) 
<laughs> like i don't know he's just so funny but like blowing a kiss to a fan of the team you're playing against after you score against them has to be one of the most iconic sellies that this league has ever seen like it was so cheeky and it honestly just drives the point home that the dude has a great personality forget duck shoot forget koozie bird this is the best selly of all time and i'm absolutely obsessed with it hands down hands down honestly like if i were a kraken fan that would absolutely warrant him becoming my favorite player in the whole league okay you heard it here first people if the kraken win the cup i'm buying a tan of jersey i feel like you have you guys have have to know this we have to fill them in Because every single time Haley finds, like, a newfound favorite player on a team, she's like, if they win the cup, I'm going to buy a jersey with that player's yeah. name. Okay, so if if the Kraken win, I'm going to buy a tan of jersey. If the, the Islanders make it past the first round, I'm going to buy a Barzell jersey. If Vegas <laughs> wins the cup, I'm going to buy a White Cloud jersey. Um, and if the Leafs win the cup, this one's new to you, Nat. I haven't told you this one. If the Leafs win the cup, I'm buying a Marner jersey love it i'm here for it (laughs) just building my jersey collection i bought guys i bought a signed dylan strome jersey and i'm so stoked about it (laughs) i cannot wait to see it come in like you got a great deal on that you got so lucky yeah i did Uh, somebody was selling it through a capitals facebook group so i got like a good deal on it i'm so excited to get it in i cannot wait those Facebook groups for teams are honestly, like, the best and worst things about my life, genuinely. <laughs> like, sometimes they sometimes they come in clutch and you get a good, jer- mm-hmm. like, jersey deal like that, but sometimes they're the bane of my existence and they make me want to rip my hair out. The amount of times... Just depends on the day. The amount of times that Natalia has texted me, tell me not to fight a middle-aged man <laughs> right now, and I know it's because someone's saying something stupid in, like, her aisles group or whatever. Yep. 100% cannot confirm or I will not confirm nor deny the fact that I have gotten into a little bit of an argument with a couple of middle-aged men on Facebook <laughs> once or twice. <laughs> They're asking for it. They are. People have some stupid opinions. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> and with that, <laughs> um, our number five is just Lena Solmark. um obviously Linus Allmark has made some fantastic saves and he's a huge reason why the Bruins are currently up in the series but I also feel like he's absolutely hilarious which is why he himself is a moment on this list (laughs) nothing specific just him just him um I mean like get you a goalie who can stop pucks and stop pests am I right yeah absolutely (laughs) um i'm all for goalies bringing the chaos by being down to mix it up with their opponent and watching olmark um drop the gloves to potentially almost fight matt kachuk was downright hilarious i was so ready um my only gripe is that i really wish they just let them fight i don't understand like why the league doesn't let goalies fight I just think that they know that they would absolutely clobber someone. (laughs) Okay, true. (laughs) But, like, at the same time, like, what do we have to do to make that happen? Because we didn't get it with Gibby and Copley earlier this season, and I'm starting to think that it's, like, something I really need to see at some point in my life. Oh, we were absolutely robbed by not getting to see Gibby and Copley fight. Like, Gibby was was ready. That man was ready to go. The fact that, like we didn't get to see that is such a disappointment especially because i was at that game oh yeah i forgot that you were there for that one 
Oh, that would pure chaos, <laughs> and it would have been a beautiful moment in so my good. fan history. <laughs> I also think that Linus Olmark's diving glove save in game four was one of the most spectacular saves in the postseason. So I guess that adds an element, but to me, it's really about the fact that he was about to throw down with my job. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, if Olmark doesn't win the Vezina, like, I'm going to be surprised as hell. Like, he's oh, yeah. so phenomenal. He's, he's just like, he's the best. If the Vezina was based purely upon being an icon, he would be a shoe in, no question. <laughs> yes. Easy. Easy, easy. All right. So we are moving on to some ranting and raving about some playoff commercials. And one thing that never changes with playoffs is that you will see the same commercials over and over and over again for (laughs) two months straight. And sometimes it's a great thing because most of the commercials that are like related to the cup are usually cute and inspiring and wholesome. And then sometimes it's not so great because there's always one that you just don't want to watch more than once. <laughs> so we're going to rant about that a little bit. And we're going to start with one that we both loved, 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 the Kiss Me Stanley Cup commercial. Oh, it was my absolute fave. It was so, so cute. Because first of all, like, who doesn't love Kiss Me by Sixpence None the Richer? Like, it's such it's a boss. such a good song. Fun, lesser-known Swifty fact for you Coming because it you wouldn't be me. Facts. <laughs> it wouldn't be me if I didn't share it. Um, if y'all weren't aware, that was the first song that Taylor Swift learned to play on the guitar, and a computer repairman taught her how to play it when she was twelve years old. I love that. So cute. So cute. But I also just love the fact that it was like a really unexpected pick, and the players look so giddy, and they look like they're about to like actually have their first kiss. And then it all ties so perfectly in the end with the little, like, thing at the end. It's just precious. <laughs> it's it's one of the best commercials I've seen in the playoffs for years. The creators just chose the best clips of players. Like, oh, 100%. They all look like little kids about to burst from excitement. And it's just so adorable. And then we get to see some of those really iconic Stanley Cup kisses. And I think the first time I saw it, I was I literally said, Aw, like it was just so, so cute. I love it. I It's not one that I think I'll get tired of because love the song. Players are excited. Like it's just, it's a really good one. They did a great I job. I feel like it's one of those commercials where when I hear it from another room, like I hear Kiss Me start playing and I run to go and see it even <laughs> though I've seen it so many times because it's just so adorable. Oh, I love it. It's a great one. Um, our second commercial that we want to talk about is another good one it's the um built to share stanley cup featuring the song on the road again um one of my favorite things about the off season is seeing where the cup gets to go what players eat out of it who they share it with and this commercial just like wraps it all up in 30 seconds or however long a commercial is i don't love it quite as much as the kiss me commercial but it is very heartwarming and very sweet Okay, not to be, like, overly dramatic, because I know I do have a flair for that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, But this commercial, like, gave me the chills. Oh. Yeah. Like, like you said, like, the cup has such a rich history, and I just love hearing all of the stories about where it's traveled and, like, all of the ways that the players have celebrated with it. But, like, seeing it all in one montage was, like, tugging at all the heartstrings. (laughs) And then the one-liner at the end, too. Like, we won't give it away. Actually, I guess we already did, because doesn't it say built to share? Yeah. Anyways, go watch it. Um, <laughs> I'm sure you'll but see you're it like, when you watch playoffs. <laughs> exactly. 
but you're like, oh, this is cute. And then it's like, bam, really touching one liner. <laughs> and then you just like feel the weight of how awesome the playoffs really are. Aww. I'm one of those people who like cries when someone wins the Stanley Cup because I can't hold it back. No matter who the team is. I mean, if it's, yeah, anybody but, like, Tampa and the Kings. (laughs) Like, I was, like, getting all teary because I, like, I love Josh Manson and he won it with the um, Avs last season. And I was like, okay, I'm going to be fine. Like, I'm not going to get emotional because I'm not emotionally invested in this team. But then I was, like, getting all sniffly when he held it. (laughs) I'm an emotional little wreck. It's fine. (laughs) Aw, we love that. That's sweet so cute they killed it this season oh yeah good stanley cup commercials um there is one playoff commercial that seems to come on like every single commercial break and it's the amazon commercial where the girl is awkwardly dancing in her yellow jacket (laughs) and uh, it's like the the zoom at the end of the commercial is just not it and like i honestly feel bad for the actress because it's just so cringy do you think she knew what she signed up for when she signed up for it? I don't know, but I hope she's getting paid well. <laughs> I feel like because of what the, the nature of the commercial, I feel like she had to know because she almost had to be, like, typecast for it. I guess, yeah. Right? That's true. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Like you said, like, it's always the one that you hate the most that you have to watch the most. Um, and honestly, like, the the concept of the commercial is, like, pretty decent. Yeah. Like, it's kind of cool. Like, it's, it's, like, I'm so glad that Amazon can, like, help you be true to yourself. Like, it's kind of cutesy like yeah, that. Yeah. But, like, I just wish it didn't include, like, zooming way too close on someone's face. Yeah. It's just, like, the execution was so creepy. It's just not it. And, like, at least I can close my eyes or, like, look away and kind of vibe to the music. Like, the music's kind of fun. Unlike those stupid Burger King commercials. Oh, no. I was ranting about those earlier in the season, too, because they would come on, like, every single commercial break on ESPN+. Oh, it's just the worst. Like, let's not have somebody singing off-key about Burger King (laughs) in various different ways over and over and over and over again. Well, that's the worst thing, too, is there's, like, so many variations of it. Yeah. And for whatever reason, like, that's the latest thing, right, for Burger Mm -hmm. King. Like, Mm -hmm. they have to have... 25 different stupid iterations of it thank god that's not one of the ones that we have to watch a ton i like i have i've seen them one off but i haven't seen them nearly as much as i've seen this amazon one thank god yeah i i honestly think i'd rather have cringy yellow jacket girl than burger king (laughs) commercials every commercial break (laughs) i second that i second that okay moving on to our now semi-regular segment of weird food <laughs> news this one is specifically weird food news wild canadian edition <laughs> wild canadian edition um a leafs fan in maple leaf square was out there watching the game on that big screen where they all pack in and he was caught on film dipping twizzlers into mayo as his game time snack which oh man I don't like Twizzlers in the first place. Um, I like Twizzlers. I am not a fan. And I, I, mayo's fine on like a sandwich or something, but dipping your, uh, uh, oh, no, no. I know that Canadians like dipping various foods into mayonnaise. Yeah, that's fine. Like Like French fries? Yes, French fries. Exactly. Such a good 
combination. Like, I love mayonnaise and french fries. That's great. In fact, I actually would, like, I love mayonnaise. I would eat it with a spoon. Really? Yeah. I love mayonnaise. It's great. Okay. (laughs) I mean, like, I don't eat that as, like, a snack. (laughs) But, like, if someone was like, hey, I'll give you 20 bucks to, like, eat a spoonful of mayo, I'd be like, hell yeah, let's do it. I would not eat it with Twizzlers. Uh, No, that's, what makes you try that in the first place? I don't know. And I know some people say, like, don't knock until you try, but, like, I will not be trying that. That sounds disgusting. Maybe he was high. Maybe. That sounds like something you'd come up with when you're high, right? Like Sometimes you do need to be high to experience maple leaf hockey. <laughs> Whoa. She is throwing some shade. I'm she, just saying. She just went from, oh, I support the maple leaves second to the I islanders do. to sometimes you need to be high to watch maple leaves hockey not from like personal experience <laughs> you sure but about like that? yeah <laughs> i don't know i'm not out here eating twizzlers with mayo don't look at me that's weird 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 got another weird canadian oh yeah um Pierre-Luc Dubois of the Winnipeg Jets was slurping maple syrup on the bench um why (laughs) i like we've seen mustard yeah i think we've talked about that once or twice yeah um but but it was like it was like a it was like a go-gurt like it was like a tube not a go-gurt and he was just like slurping that thing down taking them back i guess maybe like like energy like a sugar rush or something like i I don't know i don't know i don't have an explanation for that one I know mustard is supposed to, like, reduce um, cramps and, like, spasms. Okay. I don't know that there's some scientific research behind the maple syrup thing, so we might have to ask PLD ourselves. Listen, maybe he just had a craving. When you gotta have it, you gotta have it. Is that how that works? Is that, like, the Canadian thing to do? Is just have maple syrup ready ready for you whenever you You're the it? half Canadian. I don't know. I'm not going around slurping <laughs> maple syrup, nor carrying little pouches of it <laughs> around with me. We would love to know, Pierre-Luc Dubois, if you're listening. <laughs> Please let us know. <laughs> Am I going to get my Canadian card revoked? <sighs> mm, no, you're only half Canadian. It's fine. Okay, fine. fine. <laughs> Deal. I, I said I'd eat the mayonnaise. <laughs> True, true. You got that part of your Canadian card for sure. Amazing. <laughs> All right, moving on to everybody's favorite segment. Can I ask you, Can a, I ask question? you a question? <laughs> All right, I got the Caps cap today. The good old tan Caps dad hat. The Caps cap. The Caps cap. Let's see what we got today. Oh, how very timely. What are your favorite playoff superstitions, and do you have any of your own? Ooh. I mean, okay. you gotta say the playoff beard. Yeah. Like, like you can't, you can't not can appreciate, appreciate a good that. playoff beard. Except for, okay, I'm gonna throw a little bit of shade here, because it's, okay. it's in the Kiss Me Stanley Cup commercial. The very last one that they show is Kale McCarr kissing the Stanley Cup. Can Kale McCarr even grow a playoff beard? It's horrible. It's so, it is not the look for him. He is a clean shaven man. It looks, (laughs) next time the commercial comes on, pay attention to his clip. It looks so bad. (laughs) Oh no. It's just so like scraggly and like barely there. It's not it. Poor Kale. (laughs) Poor Kale. 
You keep stick with the clean shaven kale. There's not much he can't do. But growing but a beard is, beer is one of them. <laughs> but for the most part, I do appreciate a good playoff beard. And I actually just recently learned that the Isles started the playoff beard. Yeah, which is so funny because they're actually only allowed to grow beards during the playoffs. Yeah. I did not know that they were the ones that started it however long ago. But I was like, how ironic. <laughs> a random interesting fact. <laughs> we love those on this podcast. Yeah. You know which other one I really, really like is the one where they don't touch the cup. Mm, mm-hmm. Because it's, like, a superstition where they can't, like, yeah. if they touch it, they won't win it. Um, but, like, it's mostly funny just watching players get squirmy about it. Like, <laughs> did you see the video the other day that the NHL posted where they, like, asked them to hold the mini replica? Oh, yes, yes. And some of we'll them were like, absolutely not. They were like, no, immediately no. <laughs> Um, and then I also think it's, like, kind of sweet that the first time they win it is, like, the first time they touch it and hold it. Like, yeah. that just makes it so much more special, you it know? Is. Yeah, we had something similar at uh, my college in our student union. We had a big, um, on the floor, there was a big seal of the school. And there was a, stu- a superstition that if you walked on it, you weren't going to graduate. And so oh, no it was way. so funny because it's right in the smack dab in the middle of the student union. And so you just see all these people. They don't just walk straight through the union. Everybody walks around <laughs> the so seal. Funny. And then once you finally graduate, like when you're taking your graduation pictures, it's tradition to lay on the floor Aww. on the seal and get your graduation picture. So That's it's so cute. Yeah, it's kind of a, kind of a similar superstition thing that I had in school. But I yeah, that's that. that's a good one. I do you have any like personal ones? I don't because um I don't know. I just like never really have had any. I feel like I should, but I don't. I know you do. Yeah, I was going to say you know I'm very like superstitious when it See, comes to I'm, the islanders. I'm not a superstitious I'm not, I'm not a super superstitious person in general. So I super just superstitious. have never had any. Okay, tell us about your aisle superstitions because I think they're fun. <laughs> My, they're just really random. <laughs> like, and I've, it's funny because I've like tailored them over the years based on whether they've like actually won or not, <laughs> which I like, I know that's not how they should work. Um, but this season, I think I've like, I think I figured out the combination. Okay. And like, I think that's why we didn't play so well at the beginning. Like, I think we've got it now. Okay. We've got it down. Um, okay. So number one is I have to shower before the game. Okay. Number two is I have to wear my really ratty Matt Barzell shirt that fell into the toilet at one point. Oh, no. <laughs> it's washed. It's I've washed now. it since I, I swear. <laughs> um, okay. Three is, like, you have to listen to this, um, like, very specific playlist in this very specific order. So it's Drops of Jupiter by Train. Okay. You Smile by Justin Bieber. Okay. I'm Alive by Celine Dion. And the Kygo remix of Higher Love by Whitney Houston. And it has to be, like, right before Puck Drop. Okay. Interesting random choices. They're not, like, as random as you think they are. Like, they all kind of have to, like, Higher Love is, like, their, um, the song that the Islanders play when they win. Okay. So there's that. Um, the other ones are all because of Matt Barzell and Anthony Bavillier. Oh, gotcha. and they're terrible, terrible singing skills. <laughs> so I won't tell you where to find those videos, but definitely go and dig them up. You'll find them. If you can if find them, enough. it's worth it. <laughs> oh, it is. It's a treat. Listen, if you are really desperate to see these videos, DM us. 
we'll send you the link. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think we can do that. Okay. Um, and then I don't really have any for the ducks, but last season, um, my friend Jason and I, like, agreed that they only play well when we both eat chicken for dinner. <laughs> so, like, it didn't really last very long, but it was, like, funny to kind of, like, check in with him and make sure he ate dinner before the game. Honestly, when the Ducks finally make it into the playoffs again, we need to collectively come up with some, like, really fun superstitions. Yeah. I feel like we need some good ones. Like, we need to be like, oh, yeah, like, eating a really good meal before the Ducks game is, like, exactly what has us winning. <laughs> or, like, going and getting ice cream after the game yeah. is, like... <laughs> yeah, something. Yeah. Drink- Let's treat ourselves with our superstitions, Drinking you know? a pitcher of, you know, some sangria or, like, some fun oh, yeah. drink. Like, okay. we need something, something yeah. good. <laughs> That's what really, really helps the Ducks win. <laughs> we'll try it next season. Yeah, we'll give it a shot. <laughs> Okay, let's pull our next question. Assuming they could play hockey, what cartoon character would fit in really well with your team? (laughs) Such a random question. Listen, this is what happens when y'all don't ask us questions. I have to take get-to-know-you questions and adapt them to be (laughs) hockey-related. I kind of love this one, though. This This is is a fun one. I, I have do to, have to think on yeah, it. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm like, hmm. Hmm. I feel like Spider-Man is the first Spider-Man. one that came to my mind. Okay. So Spider-Man's already wearing red. So he doesn't even need a Caps okay. uniform. He's already wearing red. I firmly believe that web slinging skills would be very helpful on defense. And we know that the Caps need some help on defense, okay? So if he could stop <laughs> players by shooting a web across the rink, you know, and kind of trap them for a second so we can get some defense going. And I feel like personality-wise, Peter Parker is a good fit for the Caps because he's young, number one. We need some more young presence <laughs> on our team. Um Number two, he's a little bit goofy. We got some of the goofy guys that he can fit in with. He's a little bit nerdy, a little geeky. And once it's time to get down to business and it's time to be Spider-Man, he reins that all in and he knows how to do what he's supposed to do. And so I feel like he'd just be a great asset to the Caps. You started that off so strong and I'm about to kill it. Because I don't have a good answer for you for either of my teams. Okay, I want to hear, though, to have you come okay, up okay. with one. Um, I feel like for the Islanders, like, Jerry from Tom and Jerry, because okay. I feel like he's, like, relatively unassuming. Jerry's like, he's the just mouse, this, like, right? Yeah, Jerry's the mouse. Okay. But he's just, like, this cute little guy. Like, you don't expect him to drive his opponent nuts. <laughs> but he's, like, he literally drives that cat insane every single episode of that show. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like he kind of fits because, like, they sneak their way into comeback wins, like, specifically in the third period. Okay. Um, I feel like that's just, like, a very Jerry thing to do. Okay. Okay. Plus, he's precious, and so are all of the Islanders. I can get down with that. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you have one for the Ducks? Look, I feel weird not picking a duck. You did? Like, is it weird to not pick a duck? I mean... Like, there's a lot of, like, really good duck cartoon characters. Yeah. Okay. Who did you pick, then? I feel like Charlie Brown. (laughs) 
Okay. But like solely because of personality. Okay, because I was going to say. Like, <laughs> he's so lovable, but he's also like a struggle bus. Like, okay, that sums up the Ducks in one <laughs> sentence. <laughs> right? Like, if there was any NHL team that would get like rocks in their trick-or-treat bag instead of candy and like try and kick the football but then fall on their butt, like that's the Ducks. <laughs> But you love them because they try anyways. Okay. Okay. He's got that, like, lovable loser archetype, mm-hmm. and I feel like that's the ducks. Like, they're my lovable losers. Lovable losers. Oh, I, yeah. That's kind of iconic. I kind of love that. That's them. <laughs> I, like, I think I kind of misunderstood the question, and, like, you went with, like, what could this character add to the team, and I'm just, like, this is my team in a cartoon character. You know what? I think either way is just fine. All it says is would fit in really well with your team. So there you go. Open okay. for interpretation. Perfect. <laughs> oh, Charlie Brown in a little Ducks jersey would be so cute. Oh, that would be so cute. Okay, wait. If we have any artists that listen to this, can you draw us Charlie Brown in a Ducks jersey? I will Venmo you. If <laughs> that you sounds do. so cute. Okay, I need to see it. <laughs> down down <laughs> all right i feel like we do have a good handful of like artists who listen to us too as random as that is yeah i think we do somebody please i'm not kidding when i say i will venmo you if you draw <laughs> this for me okay last question if you were in a zombie apocalypse what three players from your team or teams do you want with you and what player do you not want with you Ooh. Okay, so I okay. This is you have to give me a sec because okay. I have to do this for both my teams. Yeah, right off the bat, I know what player from my two teams I do not want with me. Okay, good place to start. You could not pay me to be in a zombie apocalypse with Trevor Zegers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be rough. Because listen, I love the man, but he is way too chaotic to be in a survival situation with me. I would not trust him to get us through anything. And it would just be, I'd be even more stressed because I'm with this bouncing puppy of a human. In a, That's the in perfect a t- way to describe him. <laughs> in a time where I'm trying to survive. <laughs> I feel like like I would not survive a zombie apocalypse anyway. Oh, no, me neither. But, like, my don't want for the ducks has to be Troy Terry because he's just a cinnamon roll. Like, oh, yeah. He needs to be protected at all costs. He's not going to be much help. <laughs> like, I, there's no, I couldn't trust myself to survive myself if I'm more worried about Troy than I am about myself. <laughs> okay. Okay, fair. And then for the Islanders, it's got to be Matt Barzell because I just don't really want to see him mauled by zombies. He's too good looking to have his face destroyed by zombies he's fast and i know i sure as hell cannot keep up with him so i'd be a goner (laughs) you'd be the sacrifice i'd be the sacrifice run matt save yourself (laughs) yeah and my dude would not come back and save me he's long gone yeah yeah okay that's fair i feel like for my three players the ones that like jumped into my brain are two caps and one duck so I'm going to kind of okay. combine my teams here. Um, okay, I'll combine two. Yeah. So my, my first, now this is all I need to survive. My first cap is going to be Tom Wilson because man can fight. 
and I truly believe that he could fend off zombies to help me survive. Number two from the Caps is going to be Nicholas Obey Cubell because okay. he is feisty and he can come at you if you try to hurt one of his teammates. And I feel like if a zombie was trying to hurt me, he would come at me and fight them off. And my third one is John Gibson on the Aww. Ducks because one, he's a dad and I feel like he has that very protective dad energy. And two, I feel like he'd provide some comic relief for us. <laughs> <laughs> and three, he can also fight. So I got three fighters with me. I'm surviving this zombie apocalypse. It's <laughs> a very good strategy. You've really got this thought out. <laughs> okay. Um, I feel like I also have to pick a fighter. And Matt Martin from the Islanders could oh. absolutely annihilate a zombie or like 12. Oh, yeah. For um, sure. Like, I would not be worried at all if he was around like if i could only pick one player it'd be him i'd be fine <laughs> um okay from also from the islanders i feel like i gotta pick brock nelson because he just like never lets us down on the ice so i feel like he would never let me down in an apocalypse either like he comes in clutch all the time like if there's one thing i know about brock nelson it's that he's never gonna let me down okay um and then from the ducks i feel like i gotta pick max jones because he can fight, for sure, but he's also just good vibes, and I feel like he'd keep things light. Like, I'd be freaking out. I'd be like, I'm gonna die. And he'd be like, nah, you're good. We're chill. It's all good. Don't worry, Nat. We're fine. I love that. I actually stole this question from the Players Lounge Ducks podcast. Oh, really? Yeah. So, I think it, it was the episode with Frank Vetrano, and I don't remember who the person with him was, but I know Frank Vetrano was on it, and they answered this question. So it was very entertaining. So if you guys want to listen to that, it's the Players Lounge uh, Ducks podcast. It was a very funny episode. I can't say I've listened to that episode, so I guess I'll have to go back oh, and Oh, you know. should. It was good. That sounds like a good time. <laughs> Vetrano's so funny. He's hilarious. I hope we don't lose him because I think he's a great player. Yeah. And then he's just, he's vibes too. <laughs> definitely vibes that's what i should have picked my cartoon character on like who who brings the best vibes you know shaggy shaggy <laughs> he's got shaggy is a vibes. duck oh no <laughs> <laughs> moving on to our today in hockey history segment we're recording this episode on april 27th so on april 27th 1994 Two of the greatest goaltenders in NHL history squared off in Game 6 of the Eastern Conference quarterfinals. Dominic Hasek of the Buffalo Sabres outdueled Martin Brodeur of the Devils in a marathon quadruple overtime classic. Jeez. Hasek stopped all 70 shots he faced before Dave Hannon of the Devils forced Game 7 with his goal at 5 minutes and 43 seconds in the fourth overtime. Holy moly. That is insane. I can't imagine how exhausted the players must have been. That's a long game. That's a long time. Yeah. They had to eat all the maple syrup. Oh, yeah. (laughs) All the mustard, all the maple syrup, all the Twizzlers with mayo. All the smelling salts. Maybe some liver. I don't know if they're Jacob Chikorin. (laughs) All the bio steel. (laughs) Not the bio steel. What? Okay, what is the BioSteel thing? Is it like Gatorade? Is that what it is? Is it like an electrolyte drink? I think. I think it's like fancy Gatorade. Oh, okay. 
it's you can't ask the like non-athlete i I have no clue what biosteel is you know a lot about hockey i thought maybe you'd know (laughs) no clue someone tweet us and tell us what biosteel is we could just google it it's better when people interact with us oh you're right you're so right we don't know how to google tell us (laughs) me google no (laughs) never done that i could literally have an answer in like the next 10 seconds it's fine it's fine it's fine it's fine okay (laughs) moving on to our three stars of the week um starting out with number three patrice bergeron who made his series debut on wednesday april 26th he scored in his first game back against the panthers he was actually out due to an undisclosed body injury but made a great comeback in game five of the series um the bruins did unfortunately go on to lose that game in ot However, hopefully Bergeron will continue to be helpful through the rest of their playoff run. Yeah, great to see him come back and really just be that amazing player that he is again. It's always good when you see your captain come back, you know? Yeah, that has to be such a morale booster. For sure. Our number two star is TJ Oshie. He owns... My man, Leaf. <laughs> your man, Leaf. <laughs> <laughs> TJ Oshie owns a blade-resistant hockey gear brand called Warroad Hockey Co., um, and he announced that he will be donating 5% of Warroad's profits to Warroad Youth Hockey, as well as the Alzheimer's Association. Oshi found his love for hockey with Warroad Youth Hockey in his hometown, and his father has also been greatly impacted and helped by the Alzheimer's Association. So it's great to see him using those profits for some charities and some um, organizations that have been really helpful in his life. Love that. So awesome to see. And our number one star of the week is Mitch Marner, who scored 10 points in the first four games of round one. He has two goals and eight assists in the first four games as well. Um, He joins Kale McCarr, Max Pacioretty, Mark Stone, David Poshnok, David Krejci, Claude Giroux, and Sidney Crosby as one of the fastest um, to reach 10 points in a single playoff year. Joins some really great names there. He's having a season. He is. That's why I'm going to buy his jersey if the Leafs win the cup. (laughs) He doesn't get first-round privileges like Matt Barzell does? No. Matt Barzell only gets first-round privileges simply because my co-host is an Isles fan. (laughs) If you had chosen chosen the Leafs as your live-in Toronto team, then Mitch Marner would get first-round privileges. But Mitch has to win the cup for me to buy his jersey. I see how it works. (laughs) That's love. All right, everybody, that about wraps it up for this week's episode of What the Chell. Thank you so much for hanging out with us this week. As always, please subscribe on whatever podcast app you listen on and leave us a rating and a review if you're on Apple Podcasts. We love reviews and they help boost us in the algorithm and get other people to listen to What the Chell just like you. And please follow us everywhere on social media at What the Chell Pod and shoot us a DM. Tweet us. We love to hear from you guys. And we'll see you in two weeks. Enjoy your playoff watching and have a lovely rest of your week. Bye. Talk to you soon.